Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 89 of the Seize Us Show. Oh, man, it just feels like every single week, it just gets better and better. In the bubble. And better and better and better in the bubble, man. Um, I literally just came off of watching a Virtuoso by Damian Lillard as well, too. But before we even get into, um, you know, today's hottest topics, man, uh, I just want to rehash with you guys episode 88. So episode 88 of the season show um, featuring Trey to XXIV, of course, the one and only. You heard. Uh, you know, me and Trey talked about a couple things, um, you know, him being, you know, 50% right <laughs> on Billy Donovan, uh, you know, and Coach Bud being the uh, co-coach of the year, um, the Raptors' hot start. Celtics with Tatum with a fresh cut versus not with a fresh cut. The Lakers struggling. Dame time. Uh, TJ Warren going up in the bubble looking like MJ. Uh, ben Simmons being Ben. Race for the eighth. Players Neil Jonathan Isaac's injury and much, 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 much more. Um, so I'm just ready to get straight into it. But before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my coast, for my day one. That boy, that mother... Right here, trade day XXIV. What it do, baby? What's up, y'all? You already know episode 89 of Caesar. So we are getting it, getting it off the late tip. So you already know it's about to be a fun filled episode. Uh, we got your hottest topics in the NBA. So to our first time, last time, and all time listeners, what's up? And buckle up for the ride. You already know. Let's get into it. Let's get it, man. Wow. So, like I said, before you got here. I'm kind of happy you actually came late, man, because um, I originally, at first, what I wanted to do, I, was wanted, I wanted to record in real time um, the uh, Maverick versus Portland game, okay. so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard, man. My G. Um, Dame Tom, bro, like, this guy has been going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he just, he just, basically, he just willed his team to win. He dropped 61 points tonight. 61 points tonight against the Mavericks, and it literally looked like the odds were not in their favor, and he somehow found a way to will his team. It, it felt like watching Allen Iverson, like vintage AI, yeah. just every single bucket, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every single bucket. He, was, I'm pretty sure he's responsible for not only all the points he scored, but he assisted on every point as well, too, which was That's crazy. ridiculous, man. So um, just credit to him because I remember when – uh, right when they got in a bubble before the scrimmage started, I think his birthday just came, and then they had a little video when I think they were in his suite or they were in like a lobby or whatever. And he was like, "Yo, I don't really care about birthday presents, but basically, my birthday present is for us to basically not waste our fucking time." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So because he was one of the first ones t- saying that he, you know, if he wasn't gonna be able to make it to the playoffs and compete for a championship, why go to the bubble? Why go to the bubble? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. And um, you know, he's been proving everyone wrong, man. I love it, man. So, first game, they beat Memphis. Um, then they lost to uh, Boston in a nail-biter. Then after that, they beat Houston. Then they beat Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they, they kind of messed up a little bit with the Clippers when he missed those two free throws. And then he bounced back, uh, beat Philly. And like I said, tonight he beat the Dallas Mavericks as well, too. But um, through everything, through all these games, he's been averaging 37 points. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous, man. Like... 
So, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like I, I don't know what more to say. Like, this guy, if you don't respect him now, you, 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 you don't have a choice, man. Like, <laughs> um, obviously, you know, you have the Steph Currys, the Kyries of the world who are both hurt and whatnot. Uh, Luca emerging. Um, you know, sometimes when, whenever James Harden decides he wants to be a point guard, shooting guard, whatever. But I personally, in my opinion, I believe that he is um, the best point guard in the NBA right now and I'm not just the prisoner of the moment he's been doing this shit for a couple years now especially this year yeah you know what I'm saying they're not a normal AFC you know what I'm saying like these guys if if Rodney Hood won't hurt if Davis scared. won't hurt all these players won't hurt they would definitely be a top four top five seed and they've proven that these past couple of years so they're looking real 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 scary going into the playoffs and um, just credit to that Portland team just Every game is literally a do or die. Yeah, um, it's actually ridiculous right now, and and I believe right now with their win and Memphis lost and the Suns win, Memphis is officially I believe the ninth seed, the eighth seed is Portland, and the tenth seed is Phoenix. Sheesh. So it's Phoenix and so right now Portland already has a chance just for a plan. Okay, but if Portland wins their next game. And the Suns win their next game, and Memphis loses. We're potentially like we talked about last week. We might see. Portland Trailblazers versus the Phoenix Suns. And who doesn't want to see that matchup right now? Like, who I'd be a doesn't want to see that matchup, man? A little bit but, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what Dame time would like, bruh? I, I didn't even show you. What's up? <laughs> I was going to wait. I don't know if you peeped my uh, my IG story, bruh. After he won that game, son, I purchased oh, the jersey. I, saw, I, saw the jersey I purchased the Dame jersey right after, that's, that's so cool. I had to. It was on sale too for like fifty nine dollars. Oh, so yeah, I'm about yeah, to get one. You might have to, bro. Got the red one. So shout out to Dame, but like, what are your thoughts on you know what Dame's been doing in the bubble and whatnot? Um, just speak your mind about that. Um, Dame is as is is as advertised. I mean, and maybe not as advertised because you know Dame's not the player with the flashy with the. Oh, I'm in the gym working out and you know, stuff like that. Dame is grown man, blue collar, go get it out of the grime and, and keep it going. And when you see me, you see me. If not, don't worry about it. Uh the tweet is circula- circulating around is uh Dame really not friends with nobody in the NBA, they just his coworkers. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I that, that on all levels. On, on all levels. When you watch <laughs> him play, bro, like he's just like I said, like when I going back to what I've been stressing, it's like Without the crowd, without some of the stuff, it, it goes back to AU slash pick up ball, bro. And you really see who got it, who got it. You know, like there's like an NBA level, or if you're playing with people that are above the level that the rest of the field is on, it's like, you know, these guys are hitting every shot. It's like, oh, these guys look incredible. They're on the NBA level, and Dame's doing this kind of stuff. 61 points. <laughs> 61 points. You know what I'm saying? Just willing his team. To the playoffs, or at least to the playing games, and honestly, he he's the most dangerous man in the room in a playing game. You know, like, all right, yeah, I don't see the Suns really getting it done. I mean, they have D Book who's playing out of his mind, very Kobe esque. Like, um, they have Memphis that's been that strong, consistent. You know that that spot for a while, but honestly, it's Memphis's spot to lose. So it's like ah, and then you just got Dame. And 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 company, who have been poised, who have been battle tested, who have been in spots where you know, Houston game six I had to, had to Lilla, you know what I'm saying? Had to send OKC home. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's the scariest man in the room, bro. And it's like he's 
the scariest man in the room that that you know everybody has a weapon. He has no weapon, but they're still fearful of him in a way. But he, I mean, that's not the greatest metaphor. But he has all the tools, but he doesn't have the tools. Cause it's like, all right, it's coming, it's coming, 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 like the boogeyman type of joint. So, man, Dane's been incredible, bro. And again, sixty-one points. That's ridiculous. That's bro, ridiculous. They might be. <clears throat> you can't guard him off a screen, off a high, off a high screen. You can't guard him off that. Yeah. Not when he's shooting crazy. Like anything he launches up after a screen is going in the, in the hoop. <laughs> really? Anything? Anything? Wow. It's just like it's not even a play. Go set Damon screen. All right, bet. And it's a wrap. Yeah, he's he's a god, man. Um, and uh, this might be the scariest ape seed since the the we believe Golden State Warriors team when they upset the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, and um. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if they happen to play Phoenix uh, for you know the AFC to get in. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they if they played the Lakers, man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but moving on from that, man, in, in a scenario where they beat the Lakers, what what is your you know what game are they going to in a scenario where they go to seven games? Would it be a six game where they like win a couple up well, front? Well, it's interesting because they are in a bubble right now. Um, there's no home court advantage. You don't got to worry about traveling, nothing like that. No distractions. You don't got to worry about getting your boy, your girl, yeah. your family members' tickets, nothing like yeah. that. All the stress is alleviated just for a little you know period of time. So, I think if Portland were to upset them, because we believe it was six games or was it seven? I think it was six because. Home teams always play their last game at home, yeah. so they wanted six. That's crazy. Damn, Dirk. <laughs> um, but I would probably say, out of the respect for LeBron and AD, seven games. Seven games, Got bro. You. Because when, you, when we're looking at it right now, it's like the Lakers have been struggling. Um, they've been struggling a lot as well, too. Like, I didn't really see LeBron playing these last couple games. I mean, I guess it's a conditioning thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really see them playing their, their, their stronger guys. But I guess they don't have much of a, a bench anyway, honestly. I mean, yeah, when you lose – I'll put it this way. It, to me right now, it feels like losing Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo is like losing Lou Williams and losing – Montrez Harrell in a in a way in a in a way now I wouldn't necessarily say Montrez but probably Lou Williams and like a yeah probably Lou Williams and like a Pat Bev yeah that that's what it feels like right now very essential players that might not always show up on the stat sheet mm-hmm. but catalyze your team and honestly their defense is the biggest thing it's them terrible playing playing the the help again again like the p- people that are out them playing the help defense mm-hmm. them you know. Not having the four's weaker defensive uh, pieces on the Lakers team into into situations that they might get themselves into. Yeah. So you, if you have a breakdown up front, of course you're gonna have a breakdown in the backside. So we're just seeing a total breakdown, you know, in general from the Lakers team. I didn't know we want to get into this topic yet, but mm-hmm. no, nah, we can, man. Yeah. Keep going. But to. but yeah, yeah, it's just you know it it looks very shaky. Um, <laughs> I mean, LeBron's the best player in the league, but he looks tired at times. He looks like he's conserving energy because we know what LeBron does. We know his body of work, but it looks like at times he's like just like letting it go. They have the one seed, so that's the benefit of the doubt I'll give them. We'll, we'll leverage things here. They, of course, have the one seed, um, but at the same time, it looks like the teams can get them. 
it, just like they're top heavy in a way. Like the, the armor, it, but the armor is all up here, shoulder pads, helmet, but they get stabbed in the abdomen and it's a wrap, you know? Like, <laughs> no, they're really top heavy. Like I said, like those are two pieces that they're missing right now. So in the playoffs, you're going to have to stagger AD and Braun. Like one, they, one of them cannot lead the floor unless like yeah. they get in foul trouble or something like that. Like one of them has to be on the floor at all times, which sucks because that you got a team for a like, yeah, you got a team like the Clippers who you can afford to rest Kawhi and PG mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. literally your second unit could be a potential starting five in the NBA as well too. Facts. So they're going to like LeBron and AD got a lot of work cut out for him. Like I, I know what LeBron's going to do. Yeah. I know what he's going to do. Like he's, his resume is too big for him not to average 38 and 10, you know what I'm saying, for an entire season, for an entire playoff run as well, too. AD, obviously top five talent. I don't like how in the bubble he'll go stupid one game and then the next game attempt like six, seven shots. Like, I need that consistency as well, too. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to get these other players incorporated. I think they're so. comfortable with the one seed. Um, I don't know what it is, but he needs to stay aggressive from the jump because if they're both not clicking together, kind of like Golden, the Golden State Cavs series from a couple years ago, games five through seven, then it's a wrap. Like, yeah. It's a wrap, bro. And their defense has been looking terrible. And part of it is because of Rajon Rondo and Avery Bradley being gone, like they're, you said. They're the front door. So it's like, damn. Like, I saw them last night play against – the second string, they're struggling against the second string of the Nuggets. nuggets. Like, they weren't even supposed to win that game. Shout out to Kuzma, though. Yeah. But it's like, you have those two right there. Do you trust Danny Green to knock down those threes? Do you trust Kyle Kuzma to actually come into his own, being a third option? Do you trust KCP? Do you trust Deion Waves? Do you trust J.R. Smith? These are a lot of what-if motherfuckers right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what's going to get the Lakers over the hump? If they if they play it like this, if they play it, not, you know, put your foot on their neck and finish the job and just have no mercy. Because I don't think they're as strong as they were. We, we've just agreed that they're not as strong as they were to do the no mercy thing. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going to happen, possibly, I mean, we've seen it in these games, but it's going to be very situational basketball if they face a team that might not be up to their caliber of go all out. So say that Portland doesn't get in and they're playing the Grizzlies, they're going to be conserving a little bit of energy for those teams where they're going to have to go all out for. And it's going to come down to, like we saw last night, Frank Vogel calling the play and putting his players in the right spot. And, you know, that that last few minutes of the fourth quarter, LeBron, AD, and, and company who were, who were there to knock down shots to get it done. Um, I just don't see a, a end-all, be-all, absolute, kind of thing happen. I think it's going to be cat and mouse, cat and mouse, cat and mouse. All right, we've made it here. We're in striking distance. Let's strike. Let's be, let's be uh, the player and the team that we know we can be in this last few minutes because we've already saved this energy and it's going to help. We're not, you know, showing all our all our weapons at once in a way. But again, talking about that bad man in Portland, if they see him the first the first round, with no guards for real, for real, and and you you having to chase having thirty five year old LeBron James, you know you got to put some respect on the King's name, but you're having thirty five LeBron James either either on the perimeter and vice versa, and this that and the third, it's gonna be a very interesting day, and they're gonna be screening him high, so who knows who's gonna be the other person they're screening him with? It might be a JaVel McGee, or it might be a AD who's a 
a damn good defender, but it might, what if they bring JaVel Gee's man up every time, every time, every time, every time, and Dame's going downhill, and they got a McCullum up in, in the corner to shoot, and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. It's, it's going to be a longer night than they want it to be. If, if not, they might get a jump on them, and it, they could be down like we saw a lot in this Nuggets game. So, ah, man, it's a tough one, bro. So maybe they're holding some stuff back. That we're waiting to see. Got to be. They have to be. Ha- you know, just have to be. But again, but I don't know because at the same time, it's like I'm concerned. You can say they're holding stuff back because they got the they got the number one seed and everything. But it's like these are the times where you need to be playing your best brand of basketball because we don't have the luxury of finishing the regular season. At we all. got eight games and then we're going straight to the playoffs. So you got to build up. You got to build these great habits because there's no home court either. There's no home court, bro. And even LeBron's already saying. It's different times right now. It's weird playing in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to having fans with me. I, I get that, but it's like everybody else in the bubble too, bro. So yeah. y'all got to figure some stuff out right now because it's not looking good, man. And what, like, it's crazy. Like you said, like, while they were fully healthy, like, they were one of the top defensive teams. Now yeah. they're, looking, they're looks, looking terrible on defense. It looks like yikes. Um, and you think with no fans there, the communication will be at an all-time high. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. Oh no, I'm a little concerned, but like I said, they could be holding back. Um, they have the number one seed. Maybe they just wait. And 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 and, and, and it's kind of like it's the LeBron James effect too. Yeah. Like, pick, think about that. Ever since he came back from Cleveland, there's always some shit that happens. And then once the playoffs start, it's a different story. Yeah, we forget. Yet, we forget. Di- so yeah, um, he's definitely giving an Oscar worthy performance yeah. right now, and uh, we're gonna see how it goes because they got one more game I think against the Kings. Um, on th- on Thursday, so uh, we'll see how they we'll see how they pan out, man. We'll definitely see how they pan out. But uh, <laughs> Laker fans, I would be worried a little bit. I know I know a couple episodes ago when we when this when the season started or we were in the bubble, we were like, ah, mm, yeah. I I would be a little <laughs> concerned right now because you go through potentially Portland, who's a high energy, true West Coast team, mm-hmm. and then you have to go. Through Houston, more than likely, and then after that, you gotta go through the Clippers, most likely, and then after that, you gotta see the Greek Freak, most likely. So, <laughs> shush. That, hey, man, if Bron can do that joint, man, man, that that would be crazy. Um, that would definitely be crazy. But we'll see what happens moving forward as well, too. Now, back to <laughs> back to Dame Dollar. Um, you yeah, know, that one. he caught. Uh, he, he 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 was all over social media. Uh, Twitter, IG, Facebook, every other website you can think of, hot new hip hop, everything. Um, and uh, yeah, they played against the the Clippers a couple nights ago, and I think it was a back to back. So Kawhi didn't play, and it was basically just PG and everybody else hooping. Obviously, Beverly's out, and Montrezl Harrell, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, you know, was outside of the bubble, but in the fourth quarter, BG got rested, and. Dame essentially was, I mean, that whole game, like, players were going at it. Like, uh, Trent Williams or whatever his name was going at it with PG. PG was going back with it. Dame was, you know, talking shit to, uh, or barking back, rather, at, uh, what should we call it, the the Clippers bench as well, too. So, it was it was pretty heated. It was pretty heated. And for most people, you can basically hear what they're saying since there's no fans as well, too. Um, but it was, it was wild because towards the end of the game, it felt like the Clippers – damn near wanted to give Portland this win um, because in their head, they're probably like, yo, like, we wouldn't mind if y'all tire out the, if the Lakers. Even if y'all don't win in that series, like, 
Y'all can tire them out. Like that, yeah. that's a bad matchup for for Brown and Lakers right now. And if to have PG basically play on the bench and you know for Dame to be unlike Dame and miss those two straight free throws is kind of crazy. So after that, um, I believe Pat Bev started mocking him. And kept putting his hand up saying, Dame time, Dame time, Dame time, Dame time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, I think they were just, they were, yeah, they were just wild on the bench. So after the game, um, basically, Dame, let me see if I can find this exact quote right here. Uh, he said right here, um, that just shows what they expect from me down the stretch. Lillard told reporters when asked for his response. They know what I do. Pat saw it. Firsthand when I was a second year player and he was in Houston. I'm sure he has a great memory of that. <laughs> with 18.6 with 18.6 seconds left in the game, Lillard went to the free throw line with the Blazers trailing 118-117. Uncharacteristically, he failed to make the attempt, and the Blazers went to lose to the Clippers, obviously. So we said that. And then he said with PG, basically, I sent him home last year. <laughs> so he said basically it's just a sign of respect. Um, and it shows what I've done at a high clip more times than not. I'm not offended by it as well, too. So after that, um, it got a little crazy. And um, I think on social media, if I can find it right here, let me see. So Paul George, I commented on some post, and he said, and and I think think first, uh, I think first, where is it at? What did Bev say? Oh, one, two, three, Cancun Cancun on three, or something like that. And after that... Paul George is like, and you getting sent home this year, respect. And then Dan came back and said, keep switching teams, running from the grind, <laughs> you mm-hmm. boys is chumps. Um, and then he also went on to say, where else he say? I can't remember what he said after that, but he said something else as well too. So it was kind of crazy because like uh, Damian Lillard's sister got involved as well too, and him and um, Paul George, baby mama, were going back and forth as well too. So. I was just like, yo, like it's it's kind of going too far, but we we kind of need this this trash talk back and forth because yeah. the leagues the leagues got a little soft as well too. But I feel like if you're not a part of the game and you're affiliate with them, there's really no need to speak on it. But I get it, you know. what I'm saying you're just trying to you're just trying to defend you know your homeboy and whatnot. But it was pretty interesting because what I love about Dame is. He's always been very even keel, very calm, cool, and collected. Yep. Um, and I, I, and what I like about him as well too, he, he like I say, he really don't get phased by anything. He's the type of dude who's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play by the beat of my drum. If you want to attack me, then I'm gonna attack back. But for the most part, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it in. Yeah. So I love how um, you know he handled himself, and you know his his uh, his fireback was definitely all time high. There were some people on social media basically saying, like, yo, whoever, because he has the presidential suite, he was like, yo, who's ever next to this dude? They're probably going to be up all night because uh, they ain't probably going crazy with the bars right yeah. now. Like, I know you got something cooked up, but apparently Paul George came um, today and they kind of like squashed their beef or whatever dispute they had as well, too. But it was kind of like weak because, like, I, I fuck with Paul George and Pat Bev a lot. I mean, with Pat Bev, that's kind of his identity to get under people's skin. Yeah. So I get that. But with PG, I felt like there was really no need um, for him to, you know, basically go at him like that as well, too. When Dane was right, you did get sent home um, by him as well, too. So, I mean, with me, it's just like if someone don't – if someone's not starting something with you, then there's no point of you starting something with them. Um, but what are your thoughts on the whole little beef that they had or whatever – 
Uh, let's start here. Let's see. Yeah, let's start here. Uh, NBA championships. Uh, both have zero. NBA seasons. I mean, we're not even going to go into that. Um, let's see. All-star games. Paul George, six. Dame, five. But Paul George is in the lead before Dame. So that's understandable. First team All-NBA. Both have that. Uh, all NBA teams. Paul George has one more than Dame. But, again, Dame came in the league after Paul. Um Let's see, defensive, all defensive teams. Paul George has been there. Uh, very, I mean, of course. And we also see the, the the bad fruits of that because we've seen Paul George get the game winner hit in his face plenty of times. But, I mean, if you're going to play good defense, sometimes you're going to get scored on in big fashions because you're playing very good defense. Uh, Steelers leader, Paul George, rookie of the year, Dame Lillard. Okay. Points per game, Dame's got him beat out. Rebounds per game, Paul George, of course, you would think, playing a bigger role um, as far as, you know, height-wise and position-wise. Yeah. Assists per game, got to give it to Dame. Uh, steals per game, Paul George. Uh, big defensive blocks per game, they're pretty similar. Points in career, Dame has him beat uh, by about 2,000 points. Granted, PG did get injured. He did get injured, yes, um, he did get injured. Total rebounds, we won't even... Uh, worry about that too much. Uh, Basically, their careers stacked to one another. Yeah, they're I mean, they're very they're very similar. They're very yeah. similar in game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we go back into to the to the drama esqueness, um, for me, for you, for me, for you, opinionated and respected both sides. But it, it's a, it's a it's a nasty feeling. Of course, the one that gets sent home by somebody. It hurts you in your soul. <laughs> and what's funny, sorry for cutting you off, bro. Mm-hmm. Someone made a video compilation. I think Paul George in the history of the NBA has the most game winners ever on him. And it's crazy because he's one of the best defenders. And, like, if you look at all these plays, he's up in their grill. Amazing defense. <laughs> Great, Better shots. Better shots. But, I mean, you have to look at all the times that he was doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. it wasn't. You know, they didn't hit the shot. So, yeah. you know, it's it's duality to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it hurts to get sent home, you know, in Houston, <laughs> <laughs> in OKC, right? In OKC. Um, so, I mean, there, there's feelings there. You know, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a breakup and, you know. Literally, it's a breakup. She, she got the better of you, dog. That's all that happened. And then... You know, you see her on Instagram, and she's sad about the the, the dude that that she left you for that you know wasn't just that in the third. And you you know what I'm saying? You're like, yo, look at this, you know, look at this. It's wild, right? She was all good just a week ago. You know what I'm saying? She did me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, and 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 of course, you get with your boy, you know, who, who might know her a little bit too. And it's like, all right, you know, this we can both laugh at this, but. There's that feeling, that feeling, because you know you want her back. You know you want to be where she is. You know what I'm saying? But you're not there, and that's what hurts. And 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 the biggest thing that Dame said, the realest, I think that he said was, they know what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? They know my work. They know that I'm expected to hit those. So they were just excited and giggy and giggity that I missed them. They were having a field day, and it looked kind of nasty over there. Them high fiving and, and hugging, and you know what I'm saying, and crying. You know what I'm saying, crying tears of joy because because they missed those shots, and you know what I'm saying, and you know, 
Woo, you know what I'm saying? And and Square Biz, who's that? Who's that? You know what I'm saying? Like all all the <laughs> '80s jams and shit. <laughs> to Dan, to missing two free throws. Meanwhile, he sent both of them home, and it looks even worse that he sent both of them home mm-hmm. in two separate occasions. So it's like you know what? I'm hurt because of this thing. You're hurt because of this thing. We're gonna take two L's and make them a bigger L. You know what's L squared? You know what I'm saying? So. That that's my long metaphorical rant just to get back into <laughs> just to get just to get back into <laughs> just to get back into that they're low-key terrified of Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? His body of work speaks for itself. Um these are two people that he's beat so handily and and him going at Paul George's pride in a way and his grind and his work ethic in a way is is very indicative to who Dame is. It's like if I can't do it myself, I'm not gonna do it. Meanwhile, you're going from team to team to market to market to boom, 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 this, that, and the third, you know, to 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 find a win. And we're both in the same position. We both don't have any any NBA championships, but I'm hitting game winners on you. I can I can walk on my own two feet, you know? And you you have to go home and this is playing basketball every day. This is life every day. You have to go home. You have to sleep at night. You have to close your eyes and say, hey, it was a good day. It was a bad day. It was a mediocre day. It's down the third. And Paul George has to go home and and live with the fact that maybe what James – I'm not saying it's right or wrong yeah. or, you know, who has leverage over who. But if, if there's even like it's just an inkling, an, 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 like, like, a, like a thought of, damn, you know what, he might be right, it's going to mess with you. And if they see them in the playoffs or if they see them again, that's going to be in your head. You know what I'm saying? The real will prevail no matter what. No matter what side's real, no matter what, you know. But the real will prevail. It'll come to the surface. And next time, if Dame's at half court, boom, boom, boom. PG's playing that all-league defense he always plays, and he just hears, boom. You got you to bounce from team to team just to get a win. And Dame <laughs> launches that ball. It's and it goes in, you know what I'm saying? That just just that just that little little piece of it. So that's my spill on Dane versus Paul George. I'm glad they pieced it up. But at the end of the day, competition is competition. And, you know, luck favors the the aggressor. And it just seems like Dame is the aggressor because he, he's out there in the wild all at all times. He doesn't have people watching his back. He has to be in that beast mode that you know, look over his shoulder mode all the time because he doesn't have anybody that's number two to him. He has CJ, who, who's an amazing player, but CJ's not Kawhi Leonard. You know, he, CJ's not Russell Westbrook, you know? So, more to come on this, you know? Dame, I think Dame's going to sneak into that eighth seed, and if they somehow, some way upset the Lakers, the league is really, very, really, really interesting, you know? Yeah. And to play, and well, not even to play, and just to speak on... PG's behalf, and then going back to Please do. as well, too. Please do. PG was in that market, um, and he did get traded. Obviously, he demanded that trade, um, so that did kind of show that he wanted to basically give up on the team. And then he also got traded again as well, too. It's not like he was a free agent and left over there, but at the same time, it's like... Well, you demand to be traded, you're a free agent. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I digress. But yeah, um, but with that being said, it's like, okay, if we're looking at history, only big market teams thrive. Obviously, loyalty is everything, right? Of course. Loyalty is everything. But at what point in time 
are you cool with that? At what point in time, knowing that you're a small small market team, the chances of you winning a championship is basic, basically slim to none. Let's look from 2000 up until now. Aside from the Spurs, who got lucky, David Robinson goes down. They get Tim Duggan as the number one pick. And then they happen to draft perfectly and get Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan, and you literally keep those pieces in, in the match. In the match, then after that, who you got? The Lakers, Lakers, Detroit, Spurs, Warriors, Lakers, Warriors, Celtics. Heat, Heat. You know what I'm saying? And after that, what is Cavs? But it's Bron, and he, who he bring there? Forcefully, he was the GM. He brought Kyrie. And Cavs brought, are an anomaly. I can't even count exactly. Besides, besides that, Dallas. Like who? What big market team has won? So the chances are in his favor. So do you see down the line that Dame actually is like, damn, like I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish, but now the only thing that's on my eyes while I'm still in my prime, just turned 30, is I want to get a championship. Do you see him actually finishing his career with Portland and trying to do everything he can? Or do you see him one day saying, you know what, I've given you guys my blood, sweat, and tears. I've taken you to the playoffs every single year, but for my personal Peace of mind, I want to be able to at least test what's out there, be happy, and try to compete for a championship. Um, of course. Uh, only because at that point, it's once again, it's a respect thing. You know, it's, uh, yo, I put the work in. You can't say anything about me. You know what I'm saying? Because I built this house. Y'all knocked it down. I built it again and again and again and again. Now let me go somewhere. I don't have to build the house. I I can just tend to the needs of the house and the people in the house. You know what I'm saying? Which which would would either for furthermore excel what I'm doing and, and catapult what I'm doing. Um, I think every every NBA player that has that mindset that Dame has comes to that point in their career. Um, and I think it 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 falls back to a deeper conversation on the league to to. Find some way, and and Adam Silver hasn't touched this yet because I think that money talks, and the money is in those big market teams. It it takes PR, it takes a lot of money to go towards saying, "Hey, we need to big up these smaller markets." And who knows if Adam Silver wants to be the commissioner to take on that beast because the league is thriving even with these smaller market teams. You know, not per se coming to. To, to a head and and you know it's it's those smaller market teams in the uh, in the finals year after year after year after year the, the big market sell so it, it's a it's a deeper conversation to be had but to, just to going back to Dame you can't you can't blame him if and when the time comes mm-hmm. because at the end of the day the old men that have retired from basketball are gonna talk and it's hard for a player that didn't complete for a championship, hasn't been to the finals, and had, doesn't have any rings to be mentioned in those talks. And you can have all the respect on your name, you know, whenever, but if you're a competitor and you want to get over the hump and you want to be in, engaged in, in the legacy, you're going to want to be either competing for the title or have a title to your name because that just gets you in the room to be talked about over and over and over again, to be referenced over and over and over again. So I think it's going to hit Dame's mind being the universal competitor that he is uh, sooner or later. So 31, 32, whenever he decides, he's like, yo, I don't know if they've done enough for me to to actually win a championship. Let me go look over here, which might be a Lakers, which might be you know another team that could use his services. So we'll see. Can you imagine him with Giannis? That's literally all they missing right there, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
Portland to to for what they have to work with. I mean, they've been trying. They've been very good too. They got Ronnie Hood. Um, they got Davis. They uh, got what's his name, Mo Harkless. They ended mm-hmm. up getting Melo as well too. So they've been trying to stay competitive as well too because they're like, yo, if we have our big three in Nurkic and CJ and Dame, then we just have to put the supporting cast around us. So I think yeah. they've been doing a great job. It's just kind of unfortunate that Nurk's been banged up this past couple of years and they just had basically the injury bug in general. But, um, I mean, last year with what they had, they got through the West and got to the conference finals. Obviously, in the conference finals, they got swept to the Warriors without KD. But every game, they could have it could have went either way. You know what I'm saying? So they could have ended up in the finals as well, too. And who knows what would have happened. So, um at the end of the day, it's it's on him. If 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 rings aren't everything to him, then by any by all means, stay in Portland because they're gonna they're gonna have you. Unless you get a major injury, that's the only scenario I see where they trade him. But yeah. I don't see them. And he's been sturdy, he's thirty years old and hasn't yeah. had a hard energy, yeah. you know, within his whole career. For sure. You know, so and 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 as well as again, the real basketball has gonna respect them. We're gonna respect them, but it's a it's a universal thing. It's like getting everybody to acknowledge you, and I think that's gonna eat away at him when it's time to decide if I stay here or I go and try to compete. You know, for those maybe four four or five years that will be very prompt in his career t- towards the end of it. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, moving on from that, man. <coughs> Yesterday, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the pandemic's going on and. One thing I miss so much about the pandemic, the pan, I mean, before COVID, BC. is going, no, it's going to the movie theaters, man. When I go to movie theaters, I'm with a shorty, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you got your purse, you got your bag, get all the snacks. I'm going to get your popcorn <laughs> and we just going, you know, get your snacks and get the water bottle. So <laughs> yesterday, I grabbed my popcorn, okay. I put the TV on, got the big screen, and it's TJ Warren. Versus Jimmy <laughs> Butler, you know what I'm saying? So oh, while TJ Bubble's been, if they have awards, I, and I and, and I'm hearing rumors that they're gonna have awards for like Bubble Awards for like most uh, like the best team and the most valuable player. Superlatives. If there was a superlative for MVP or the Bubble, you can you can very much argue that it's TJ Warren. Yeah. Because before the Miami game in the Bubble, he averaged 35 points, seven rebounds. And two assists and almost two steals and almost one block. Jeez shooting Louise. 89% from the free throw line and 56% from three, which is and 60% from the field, which is ridiculous. Like what if you would have told me any other, if you would have told me TJ Warren would be doing this right now, I'd be like, you lying right now. Um, so obviously we already know about the passes. We talked about it before in the Episodes go in the pod when we're saying, yo, this TJ Warren versus Jimmy Beef is going to be lit. We can't wait till they have another, yeah. uh, you know, match. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy because Jimmy Butler has had a been battling like a sore foot slash ankle injury uh, for the past couple games. And uh, they played yesterday. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to tune into it. I might start, I'm either going to start it from the jump, which I did for like the first five minutes. And I was like... All right, I'm going to play Kyle for a little bit, and then when it's the second half, because I know it's going to be hot. Most games in the bubble have been pretty hot. Yeah. I'm going to wait till the second half or the fourth quarter and really tune in to see um, what it was. But from the jump, from what I saw, Jimmy Butler essentially guarded him from the jump. and <laughs> uh, Like I told you, he averaged, what, uh, 35 points in the bubble uh, before that game, during that game, by the end of the game. Miami Heat won 114-92. to 
TJ Warren had 12 points Sheesh. and was 5 of 14 from the field. And Jimmy Butler got the best of them. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 steals right there, too. Flashing lights. Um, so I don't know if this was a Space Jam scenario where all the powers have been gone, but... Uh, do like you, Mike scenario? Like, <laughs> or like Mike with the shoes, bro. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Jimmy has a has a psychological edge over him, but do you think that, you know, the TJ Warren myth is is pretty much wrapped up now? Uh, do you think he goes back to earth with this L that he took? A mean L, actually. I think it's hard. And, and sorry for cutting you off. You good. If the playoffs were to start today... The Miami Heat is the fourth seed, and Indiana is the five seed. So we get to see a seven-game series for that. So that'll be interesting to see. But what do you think with the whole T.J. Warren, Jimmy Butler beef? And and like I asked you before, do you think that the powers, the myth, is is officially gone? Was this just BS? I don't think it's BS. It, it It's not easy to be that consistent over that many games, you know? <laughs> I mean, it is a little bit, and I'll give it a chance. Not chance, but I'll give it to probability. It is a little bit more likely that you see somebody that you got into it with a pass and you just don't have a good outing against them. You know, you you see a rival and they get the best of you this time. Because I think TJ Warren fared a little bit better in that first dispute. But who knows? I don't I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe he didn't do crazy at all. That's why they got into it, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at Jimmy Butler, his whole – I'm not gonna say his persona because cause his actual person is is real chill, real cool. But Jimmy, at the heart of it, you know, looking at some stuff, Jimmy, it's been you know the rumors are not even the rumors, but just the, an, the analyzation that Jimmy doesn't do anything, one thing, super crazy well. But he is a competitor, he's an athlete, and he can do everything you need him to do. So. Jimmy being a complete basketball player in, in that way is just it's, – it's hard to contain. And when it comes to it, you know, guys like that who are just crazy athletes, put their mind to something, it's tough to go against them. They can be kryptonites to, to people that are wrecking the league maybe via skill or maybe kind of via breakout. So, so TJ Warren has picked out a very interesting rival, you know, and, and so has Jimmy Butler – when we when we see TJ Warren on a different playing field, not playing against Jimmy Butler, so I don't think again once again I don't think that it's just by a chance that he's doing those things. I think he has it in him. I think that you know a, the different venue is bringing more out of him, but also I think that he he feels a little bit of the, of, of the. Regular NBA and you know the regular scenario with the pressure that Jimmy brings to him and in that rivalry, rivalry, and I think it's in the back of his head as well. So I'm hoping that we get the what the four or five, like you said, the four or five matchup. That'll be a telltale sign. So for me, more to come. I think what TJ's been doing in the bubble has been phenomenal, very close to what Devin Brooks has been doing. But we'll see what happens. Shout out, shout out Jimmy, shout out TJ. You know. Obviously, Sabonis is hurt right now, but like I said, no, uh, no fans. They're in a the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the players were to start today and they played each other, who you got winning? How many games? I got Heat and six. Yeah, I, I literally said Heat yeah, and six too. Yeah. Okay, cool. I rock with that. Um, moving on, man. Um, 
It's crazy, man. We've been talking about this guy almost like every week, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the boy who cried wolf. Um, ben Simmons, man. Nice. So it was kind of a weird freak accident. Uh, I can't really recall how this man got hurt. Um, I think he was actually going to be attempting a three-point shot as well, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, why you look at me like that, man? <laughs> I wish I found that show. <laughs> it's not even funny, bro. I swear he was going for a three-pointer, though. Like, can, you, can we find a video? I wish we could find that joint. Does he got that joint? No, he don't got that joint. It's just some sports medicine. He hurt himself going for a three-pointer. Anyways, I think he hurt himself um, going for... <laughs> nah, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. I can't even finish, yo. I think Ben Simmons... <laughs> I think he hurt himself potentially going for a three-pointer. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you. Go ahead. <laughs> we kept telling him to shoot. It's our fault. It's our fault he's hurt, Z-Well. I was about to say that. I was like, yo. Dude, we got we kept telling him to shoot. It must. He's like, nah, bro. Nah, nah. Then he finally decides to shoot. He had a reason not to shoot. And he left the game, um, and he hurt his uh, left knee. So he's he's having surgery to remove a loose body. Um, which is like, what, a loose kneecap? Loose kneecap, essentially, which is um, crazy, bro. <laughs> I love the girls with the loose bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's going to have um, arthroscopic... <laughs> You like a loose body too. Stop praying. <laughs> you know you like a loose body. Oh, You'd be all up in the DMs. Oh man. No okay, I'm sorry. No comment. No comment. <laughs> so Ben Simmons of the 76ers will have an arthroscopic surgery on his left knee to remove a loose body caused by a patella or kneecap subluxation <laughs> suffered in a game against the Wizards. Actually. Yes. Um, Get well soon, Ben Simmons. The patella normally rises in the groove of the femur called the trochlea. Sorry for my, uh, you know, people who specialize in body parts, <laughs> doctors and all that shit. And it's stabilized by the quadriceps muscles, primarily the vastus. I don't even know how to read all this. Basically, this dude got hurt. He's more than likely not coming back to the bubble. Um, and Joel Embiid just hurt his ankle. Now, it seems like Joel Embiid, when he hurt his ankle, he was able to essentially... Um, you know, walk on his own will. It didn't seem like he was, it was a little gingerly, but I feel like it's probably going to clear up within a week as well, too. Um, it's crazy. We kept, you know, for the past year, honestly, not even us, just everyone is saying, like, yo, like, can Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid coexist? Who would you rather have, Ben Simmons or, or Joel Embiid? Now, like, Elton Brand has basically ran the table. We tried to get Jimmy Butler last year. Jimmy Butler decides to leave. They get rid of J.J. Redick. They re-sign Tobias Harris to a cool, cool amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that Ben Simmons and Joel B really don't complement each other on the court as far as spacing goes, they try to get Al Horford. So now it's like, all right, we're running the table. The process is over. This is what we got. Going into the season, we thought they were the prohibitive favorite. Seeing them in the season, we're like, yo, this does not work as well. And I put Ben Simmons at the four. 
um, Al Horford going to the bench, investing in Shake Milton, and they're like, yo, this is what we're going to run, and we're going to be successful. You call them your dark horse, clearly you got to take that shit back because they're not the dark horse anymore. But my thing is now it's like right now the playoffs were to end. They would play the Celtics right now, and – I mean, Ben Joel and B will probably give you thirty to forty a night. By the end of the day, to set the test, you don't have Ben Simmons. Like yeah. the Celtics have too much firepower. Um, so my question to you is: Is this the end of the trust the process era? And then, what do you do from here? Do you do you get rid of the GM um, as the GM? Do you get rid of Brett Brown? Do you do you think about you know having to flip a coin and see, hey, do I want to keep either Joel and Bead here? and get some assets for Ben Simmons, vice versa, or do you just ride the coattails and see what happens? Because they're basically a once-in-a-lifetime type of, you know, generational talent, you know what I'm saying? So you don't want to necessarily prematurely break that up, but at the same time, it's like, yo, we're kind of, what are we fighting for? Yeah. If we're going to stay at the same level each time. So what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, you got to break it up. Uh, it just from a... Feeling standpoint, for one, uh, you know, we had our heart broken last year with Toronto. We don't even make it to the point we want to make it to this year in the playoffs. It's unfortunate because it's injury. It's why we're not – the injury is the reason why we're not getting there. Um, but look at the past years and, and so on and so forth. Even with even with the health, you know, we've been – it's been health a lot. And then now we're, we're here at this junction. I think – just like you know, if you don't reinvent the wheel, you you follow the wheel that is working, and kind of similar to Toronto, shake some things up, you know, get some new faces in there, get a new outlook, get something that's going to really work for this team. If you keep the players cool, but you give it maybe one year with the players, but you go ahead and get new management and 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 so on and so forth, so we can maybe get over the hump. You know, I don't where we can sit in this. I mean, it, it's exciting. But it's only exciting because we're not winning championships, and that's the level we're on. We're we're a level under not winning championships, and and that's what's gonna hurt because it's false hope over and over again. But you know, you got a team like Toronto that still looks good after losing their star player. I don't think you can you can argue against that that case study, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then you have the Celtics that young coached. Younger star players. I mean, not saying that Philly isn't young, but and I'm not saying shake the whole team up, but there has to be a little bit of a different outlook. We have to have a promise and in, in a new variable in the season because I'm not going to trust us again. Because even still, they don't look like the best team coming out the East. They were a dark horse for a reason because you know it's a curveball if they do make it out. So right now, it's Toronto Celtics. Heat top three in a way, and 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 then you go from there. So that's how that's how it goes for Bucks. me. Dang, I am so sick. I blank. Very I'm sick. sick. I'm so sick. It's Toronto Bucks, Celtics Heat. Mm. I'm super sick. Mm. But yeah, I, dog, we, I haven't seen a Giannis game in a minute. Did they stop playing? Did, um. did, did, did he even? <laughs> Do they not get national television time as a small market team, even in the bubble? That's pretty sick. They're like, nah, don't don't show the bubble, don't show the Bucks. But yeah, so so Toronto Bucks Celtics mm-hmm. Heat after that, and, and Heat honestly is is way further down the list. 
But yeah, that's what it is for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to <clears throat> add on to that, I think at this point in time, if I'm the GM, I'm breaking it up as well, too. Now, the question is, who do I get rid of? Yeah. Who do you get rid of? I might. It's crazy because it's like in the past, you would say I'm keeping Ben Simmons because he's more durable. But this year, he's been pretty banged up with the shoulder, with the back, now his knee. Obviously, Joel Embiid missed the whole season his first year as well, too, and has had knick-knack injuries, hasn't been able to play back-to-back games, probably will never play back-to-back games. Well, I think he's been playing a couple back-to-back games, but it seems like he can never fully be in shape when it matters most um, from what the math says as well, too. Um, so what do you do? Do you take the Giannis formula um, and you just surround him with a you know, a two-way type of playmaker with shooters everywhere, or do you kind of um, – you know, kind of build your team like a Denver Nuggets sort of with, you know, the big man leading the way in, in the Jokic, but with Embiid. I think you can get more back from Ben Simmons because he's younger and has a higher upside. That's what I'm saying, bro. It hurts, though, because <laughs> I feel like with, like, just like anything, Embiid is going to go, you know, he gets off here, but he's going to go somewhere else and go ridiculous. It's going to be nasty. Granted, you know, you might save yourself from trading him out of conference or you might save yourself from trading him to a non-contender. But I just don't think it's set up for Embiid to to not be on a possibly contending team. And, and it's going to be hard for him to land anywhere lower in a way. So, but but again, I, my, my thoughts right now is I would go with Ben and go to the NBA hybrid style of basketball. You know, you find somebody that can still play that – Maybe somebody off the bench that can stay, play the traditional center role, but somebody that is in a starting lineup that is that stretch that you're kind of playing a little bit more of a small ball, relying on your shooting, your speed, your quickness, because that is Ben Simmons in a way. You know, maybe grab a shooting four or a grab, a, you know, just, just somebody that can spread the floor a little bit more and somebody that is very well in transition because I feel like this team could be very good in transition. And they kind of are pretty good in transition. Um so you, you break that up like that, but it's just you know you're gonna get torched by and be by sending him away. It, it's it's a tough one, but I, I would have to get rid of Embiid right right now with this second. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. Could you imagine a hypothetical where this is a little stretch, but can you imagine a hypothetical where Chris Paul still gets traded OKC and they put Chris Paul with Shy in a package deal for Ben Simmons, and they keep Jimmy Butler in, in Philly, that would have been OD. But that's just a hypothetical yeah. in my head. You uh, think Chris Paul's going to get bounced around again? Um, I think Sam Presley would want to keep him at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that contract's pretty huge, but he kind of proved with his age um, that he's worth that money Hell as yeah. well, too, on the championship contending team is just – Obviously, he's one of the best point guards still to this day, but it's just like with all these contending teams, um, you know, they are kind of pretty much already have point guards already. So it's yeah. like, do I want to take this gamble knowing his injury history and knowing that he's going to take up $40 million a year on that salary cap? Nice. So I don't know. Um, like I said, anybody can go play with Giannis at this point. But uh, other than that, I mean, every team that we listed has a star point guard that they want to invest in who's cheaper. So, yeah, he's going to stay there, I think. And OKC is going to be a tough out. Like I said, that's that's my dark horse, and your dark horse is Philly. And you're going to have to change that. I um, have to change it, honestly. Cool. So, obviously, we briefly talked about Phoenix. But, I mean, I just want to, sh- you know, give him some shout-out for 
being the only team in the bubble that's undefeated. Um, they're 7-0 and right now. They beat the Wizards. They beat the Mavericks. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Heat. They beat the Thunder. They beat the 76ers. They Sheesh. beat... Uh, every they, uh, every t- every every game that they played was a playoff team aside from the Wizards, and they won all those games um, pretty convincingly. And um, yeah, I just want to give credit to Devin Booker. Um, <laughs> the other day, I saw him play against PG and Kawhi, and pulled a Mamba move out. I don't know if Mamba is just looking from above, and every game he's just deciding to spread his Mamba mentality onto a player who's idolizing. But yeah. Dev- Devin Booker, man. He's looking great. Um, what are your thoughts with the Suns? Like, do do you did? You, it's funny because when we were talking about the team, like the twenty two or twenty three or whatever teams that are like coming to the bubble for Orlando, when I heard about the Suns and these low tier teams, I just scoffed at the Suns. I was like, Yo, y'all started off like three and zero in the regular yeah. season. Y'all just kept losing, bro. Yeah. Like, obviously DeAndre Ayton missed a couple of games as well too. But I was just like, Yo, y'all just not ready. The West too stacked as well too. Like, yeah. what are y'all doing? But Honestly, if you would have told me they would have won seven zero, I wouldn't have believed you as well. Um, but any thoughts on Devin Booker and the Suns and what they're doing? Uh, Kobe is again the spirit of, of Kobe. Um, Devin Booker has been a killer from the start, bro. Um, that and it's crazy because I still think about like Kentucky, bro. He was coming off the bench at Kentucky, which is not even ludicrous, but it just speaks to the talent that Kentucky had, and it it speaks to his work ethic, like. How you come off the bench at a major at a major program, which I mean, I guess it's like yo, I'm, I'm still around pretty good players, and I'm, I'm around the best bump I'm gonna get in the country. But keeping your head on straight, because most people are like, you know, fuck this, I'm going to the next school, stuff like that. Devin Booker was like, yo, I'm the man, well, stuff like that. Got drafted, and might have been, and I and forgive me because I don't know who all he was at Kentucky with. I can't remember, but honestly, right now, been the best prospect out. Of Kentucky in in his like you know his his class of Kentucky so uh, Devin Booker's a freak killer bro the, the the move the turnaround jumper jump shot he hit was that on PG <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor I'm done that's it that's all I got that's it that's it um, and it's crazy because even you know diving a little bit deeper into Devin Booker as well too obviously he's in a you would think Phoenix is a pretty solid, you know, little market. You know, they had their share of success with the Barkley era. Um, obviously, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and whatnot. Um, but uh, Draymond Green was a part of the, you know, NBA on TNT crew. Amazing. He did um, amazing. The NBA did a great job. Phenomenal yeah. job. Honestly, everyone who comes up there, the D-Ways of the world, Vince Carter and all of them, like, y'all stay there. Like, I like the old mix with the young, perfect yeah. mesh. Um, can't go wrong with that. Literally, I don't know if it was last night or the night before. I think it was last night because the Lakers played. I literally stayed up almost till 1 o'clock watching these yeah. guys just geek at each other. Um, but anyways, Draymond Green got fined, I believe, uh, $50,000 because he was considered tampering. Um, so basically he said, get my man. Um, he's referring to Devin Booker. Get my man out of Phoenix. It's not good for him. It's not a good. It's not good for his career. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play bat, play great basketball all the time and win, because he's that type of player as well too. Um, so obviously, like I told, like we talked about a little bit earlier on um, in the in the in the show, is that you know with Devin Booker, uh, well, with small market teams rather, they're not meant to really win as well too. But you know, it seems like at least from this small sample size that they. 
um, are finally, with Monty Williams as coach, finally fi- figuring out a way to start competing as well, too. Um, you know, Devin Booker's pretty young. You know, he's yeah. only been in the league for four years. He's 23 years old, and he just signed a massive deal. Uh, so he's booked with them until the 2023-24 season as well, too. So he's kind of in that AD situation where it's by the time he's a free agent again, he's going to be 27 years old, basically oh, wow. just hitting his prime, which is ridiculous. He's a crazy well. deal. Crazy deal, crazy deal. Um, so do you agree with Draymond Green? Um, you know, he's wasting his time here. From from history of the market, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, as simple as that. From just the history of what has been, again, we just talked about small markets and stand up there. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's gonna get a championship like that. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the NBA is all championships, but like I went to earlier, to to be mentioned with the greats, you have to have championships. And yeah. and I mean, Kobe was with Shaq, the once in a lifetime player, the best big man that ever played the game. And, but 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 still, he he is given reverence because he stayed in that market. He didn't go anywhere. You know, he let people come to him. But also, it was a huge market. He was in a big market team. We've never seen that happen with a smaller market team. And if we have, it's it's evading me. You know, where they get the pieces that come to them. They get some big players, and and it works out but we just don't see that happen. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, for now, like I said, that's that's typically how it goes. You get drafted to a team, and then you re-up. You know, you're more likely a restricted free agent, so any other team that tries to offer you um, the the team that you're on um, will match that offer. Or what they try to do with your agent, your agent wants to get money real quick, so before your rookie contract is even up, they try to re-up you. Um, and it works out for the team because you, they kind of get a discount on your ass as well, too. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, let him – because I think right now he has the most 30-point games um, for the Suns franchise in general. I thought it would be Charles Barkley, but apparently not. Um, so, I mean, at this point, you know what I'm saying, it seems like you guys are on to something. You guys are going to continue to get good draft picks. Maybe you can get a top-tier free agent, but – you know, a mid a mid tier type of player or tier two, tier three type of player that would be a missing piece. But I think they're headed in the right direction. And like I said, they got them until 2023, 24 season. So, you know, just try to see what you can do with them. Um, if it don't work out, then pull the AD and we're, we're, we're across the <laughs> yeah. trade because you're going to be 27. And that's late. His yeah. game is not based on athleticism. So he can play in the league probably till you 35, 36, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah. He'll be fine, and I think he's going to end up with a ring regardless. But a little dream scenario in my head was like, yo, I, I really, really wish he could link up with Porzingis and Luka. That would be insane. Defense would be washed, but yeah. that would be insane as well, too. Um, I want to give major props to the baby-faced assassin, Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> apparently, tough. just like MJ, Under Armour is going to give him his own brand. Um which is crazy as well, too. So, What's his logo going to look like? Is it his own logo? I don't know. They were talking about at least with the logo as well, too. I was just thinking, like, what could it possibly be? Um, you know, because Jordan, during his time, he was that guy who we thought could fly. He was basically like Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was known for him being in the air, Air Jordan. You, yeah. know, you look at his shoe, he's literally extending his arms out and trying to dunk the ball. Well, Steph Curry, obviously, he's the non-traditional superstar that you expect the everyday you know person that you see on the street obviously he's you know not the average height but 
the average height in the NBA is 6'7". Yeah. He's 6'3". Most people about 210, 2'15". He about buck 80, buck 90. He's the average um, man. He's Captain he's, America. He's, he's, literally, he's literally Captain America um, as well, too. So there's been leaks. They're saying that this may be it. It's pretty ugly. That's just kind of washed. But <laughs> I like the logo a little bit. Um, it's incorporating the basketball sign, and at the same time, it's kind of like the three-point sign a little bit. I don't want to see um, that. Yeah. I don't love it. Because it's like, yo, if you're going to have your own brand- You like, have to go out. You got to get a basketball sign. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully this isn't it, because these look like track shoes, um, and I'm not in the mood to run right now. They like K-Swiss. Someone said Skechers plus Steph Steffers. <laughs> oh, shoot. I didn't mean to spit. <laughs> My fault. That was so corny, yo. That, yeah. But uh, I hope these aren't out of shoes, but major props to him, man. Um, because I think uh, they noticed, like, aside from his Under Armour shoes, he would not rock Under, under Armour gear. So they saw with the Steph Curry 3s that essentially they weren't, you know, making the sales that they projected that it would make. So now they're like, yo, what we can do is we can offer you your own brand and then we can see what happens from there. But, I mean, you already signed damn near a Patrick Mahomes deal a couple of years ago. Yeah. You got Under Armour, then Under Armour, you got his own brand. is endorsed by a lot of different companies. Um, so, you know, it can only go up from here. So, shout out to Steph. Please don't let these be your first signature shoe under your own brand, don't under, under Armour, because those shits are washed. Don't want to see that. I love what you're doing. Got to respect the hustle. Another black man getting money. I love it. <laughs> All the way to what Embiid having his own joint, and they were talking about they look just like Seth's joints. Yeah. Crazy. <sighs> yeah, they got to do. Come on, Under Armour. Crazy. So we got two more topics. Uh, another shout out, and you know you can comment on it if you want. Uh, Montres Harrell, which was the last piece of the puzzle, um, has finally came back to the bubble. So he only has to quarantine for three more days, and he could potentially be available for um, either the seventh or the eighth game, eighth game for the Clippers as well, too. Well, Montres Harrell coming back in the bubble, obviously we already know. Um, RIP to his grandmother, his late grandmother who passed away. Yeah, That's where he was in the bubble for such a long time. But he took it to social media to basically say, like, yo, like, it's going to be spooky hours when I get back. Like, I'm motivated than ever before as well, too. Mm-hmm. And even his teammate, Lou Williams, basically said, like, he's back. He's ready to work. Obviously, Trez is a high-energy um, guy. He's a guy that plays at a high level, extremely physical player, extremely emotional player. With some things on his mind, I feel sorry for the other guys on the other team as well, too. So, with Montrez here coming back, Trey, um, how do you feel the, the Clippers are going to be looking like? Uh, very strong, probably the strongest in the West, of course, uh, with what, everything we just talked about. Uh, formidable force. Um, Trez just is that glue guy, of course, and, and all, every great team needs that glue guy. I mean, you know, we we are given appreciation for Draymond and the, all the things he does, and Trez being also that guy who might be a little bit more physical than Draymond in a way. Um so yeah, I just that it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe what do you have like maybe one or two games left in in mm-hmm. the preliminaries, yeah. but we'll see them get get a chance to him to get into the rotation. And Clippers are well good machine, man. Doc Rivers at the helm, and that's that's all I got for it, man. It's just gonna be scary hours. Honestly, it will it will be scary hours because they're they're the team to beat. Yeah, they're the team to beat. And I just got breaking news. 
CJ McCullum has actually been playing with a fracture in his lower back since Thursday. Oh my god! Wow, that's crazy. They probably be shooting him up, bro. Yeah, that's he, wild. Fracturing your lower back, back bro. I couldn't imagine fracturing anywhere. Yeah, bro. So credit to him. Um, Scotty Pippen. That he, yeah, Scotty Pippen, and the playoffs are just now starting. So um, we'll see how they go, and uh, should be interesting as well too. Um, last topic I want to talk about today is the New Orleans Pelicans. So I made a little bit of jokes, but, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of true in, in a sense. You know, the New Orleans Pelicans, from my, from a financial standpoint, the higher-ups, the majority, really wanted to see Zion versus LeBron James in the first yeah. round. Like, they, they literally gave them the easiest schedule. And I was telling a couple of my friends, they literally gave the Pelicans white privilege. You know what I'm saying? And oh they still gosh. found a way to mess it up. To mess it up. Which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? They literally had the easiest schedule. Like we're going down the list. You know why though? Because Zion's hurt. Zion? I mean, yeah, Zion's hurt. Uh somehow, and, some way. I mean, they're not telling us anything, but why wouldn't you play your star player who's 19 years old? 19. And you're trying to get into the playoffs. He must there must be a problem we don't know about. He has to be hurt. Right. They had the Kings twice. They had the Spurs, they had the Wizards, they had the Grizzlies, obviously. And, um, I mean, the only hard teams they had were the Jazz and the Clippers. You had the playoffs on a silver platter. On a silver platter. It's crazy. Um, he may be hurt. I don't necessarily think he's hurt. I think they're just – they want to tank. I think they want to be – For who? Know, I don't know. I think they who? Wanna, I don't know. I think they want to be in the lottery. And I think it's that plus – to trade them away and maybe get a bigger I think it's player? a I think it's a couple things. I think it's they want to be in the lottery. One, two, like you said, he may be hurt, um, so we don't know what the underlying thing is. Three, is we've never seen a player like this before. So from David Griffin's standpoint, I think he's really just trying to essentially cliche, but trust the process. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you gotta, you know, like you say, he's nineteen years old. Like, and we said this last week, this is the healthiest you're ever gonna be, ever likely. So you might as well just play. You could break a bone at 19 and it'll pop right back into place. Yeah, I promise you. It's yeah, it's better for you to play and sort of have a, a small term failure and let that lead into success than to always have those worries and kind of hold you back. So you gotta let him off the chains as well, too. And another thing is because he can't play, he's never in shape. He can only play in spurts. And also because he can't play, because he's missed that much time feels like they really don't have that much chemistry on the court together as well, too. Mm -hmm. um, so those are a lot of things that are, I think are affecting them as well, too. But with the Pelicans, um, we know what they can be. So hopefully they can only go up from here. I mean, there's rumors that they may fire Alvin Gentry. Um, but honestly... I think Alvin Gentry's been a great coach for this team. I think so, too. I think they just need better pieces. But looking at this restarting the bubble, bro, I'm keeping Ingram. I'm keeping Drew, or you can package Drew and get some assets back. I'm keeping Zion yeah. and probably Jack, Justin Jackson or Jackson Hayes, whatever his name is. Zoe got to go. Everybody got to go. Zoe got to go. And I'm cool with that, bro. Everybody got to go. Zoe got to go. Everybody got to go. <laughs> Everybody got to go, man. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that was uh, that was the episode in a nutshell, man. Any, any last words you want to say for episode 89? Um, shout out to everybody out there. Um, you know... When all this going on, protect your mental health, of course. Uh, take some time for yourself. Um, always dig within to reach that higher frequency. Uh, open your eyes to see everything that's going on, whether it be physical sight or even 
you know, spiritual side as well. Um, it's a crazy world we're living in, man. And I just want everybody to be okay. Definitely all our viewers, listeners, everybody like that. And you know, I already know, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't accept nothing less. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 89 of the Caesar Show. Make, to sure, make sure to subscribe on all forms of uh, social media at the Caesar Show, at Sir Caesar's, at Traded XXIV. And on that note, we out.